Hey, 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 hey. Is my microphone on? Can you hear me? Do I need to call in back up? Come on, Cletuses. Come on in and make yourself at home. Welcome to this week's episode of the Cold Calling Podcast, Season 2, Episode 16. Woo! We're in for a doozy. I'm your host, Larry Long Jr., CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. Super excited. The Cold Calling Podcast is powered by our great friends at Monster Connect. Rawr! Leveraging technology to deliver actual conversations. Yes. Can you hear me now? With B2B decision makers, we want to have those conversations. Leveraging technology, leveraging human resources to help you succeed in sales. And that's why we're providing the Cold Calling Podcast to help you elevate your game. Now, it's my great honor. It's my privilege. I am humbled to welcome today's guest coming in from Florida by way of ATL Hotlanta via Ole Miss. Yeah, she's a go-to market growth advisor, a demand creator, a revenue generator, a relationship builder, a community builder, a sales consultant. She does it all. She's an author. Watch out now. She's an investor. She's been recognized by LinkedIn as a top lead generation voice. Yes, you will be able to hear. Let's put our hands together and give a warm Cold Calling Podcast welcome to our guest today, Miss Amelia Taylor. Officially am retiring. This is my retirement speech because I now have made it. Now I have made it with what you just said. I think I'm done. I think I'm done here. I think I have like this is my retirement speech. And also I'm gonna get that on replay and play it every morning. That's my wake up alarm. And I jump up. So thank you. And the honor is right back. You don't understand how many times I've said to myself, one day I'm gonna jump on and talk to him. So I would just I kept you kept seeing me pop up on your on your Instagram live phase you're doing. And I'm like, hey, jumping in, you know, sending you DMs because I'm like. I want to be like him. I want to learn from him. And he's doing things that are not normal. He's showing up as him. And I love it. So I am honored. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're making me blush. We're not worthy. Thank you so much for joining. I like to kick off our viewers, our listeners, those that are tuning in live, those that are watching the replay. Yeah, hashtag replay. They want to know, who are you? What do you do and why do you do it? And I know in sales, you're not supposed to stack. I, I think I triple stack. I like my pancakes. But we want to know who is Amelia Taylor? What does Amelia Taylor do and why do you do it? The mic is all yours. Uh, I wish I grabbed one of my girls' mics like that. I so I'm into it. Oh, man. All right. Well, Amelia Taylor is... As real as they come, I can tell you that right now, and that I will not stray away from being my authentic self because I know it's a superpower of mine. I over talk and I am unapologetic about it, and that's that. But I am someone who drives revenue through relationships, and I know that that is something that I know how to do extremely well while helping salespeople and leaders alike learn how to leverage that EQ just as much or more than that IQ. 
because that is so powerful. Knowing how to read the room and talk to people like humans, just be normal. That's what's going to be the driving force of what the future holds too. But that's where I'm living right now and what I know I do best. I am a single mom of two little girls that I absolutely adore and they're my driving force for everything. And they are my why. I've got a picture of them right next to me on my desk because it's the visualization, right? It's seeing what your why is and having things that are right in front of you. It's like constant reminders. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I am pursuing kind of my own passion project. I'm trying to make my own big thing right now with it being the core foundation of revenue driven by relationships. And that's just not revenue. You know, it's also, it's also the aspect of there's referrals. There's the um, retention. There's the people that are actually in your corner. There's just solid people that you meet that you want to have in your corner cheering for you. Larry, you being one of them, that jumped into yours. And so thankfully you jumped back into mine. And so, you know, that is where I am at today. I'm in building mode. I'm in who is Amelia mode and taking a step back to take step forward, like a lot of steps forward, but I learned how to take some steps back because I did not know what I did not know. So I humbled myself and said, be still. I don't do that well. Be quiet. I don't do that well, but I am purposefully and intentionally trying to make an impact in my future. And if I don't do the core things now, I'm not making any kind of impact. Wow, that was, I got to pull out the green mic. You just you just <laughs> dropped the mic right out the gates. Good googly muggly. And you talk about keeping it real. We appreciate that authenticity. I love to hear what you're sharing about relationships around referrals, retention, revenue. These are some of my favorite R and your why, those beautiful little girls of yours driving you. Ooh, I cannot wait to see what you got brewing up. Now, I like to get started with a segment I call Spill the Tea. And uh, I heard a little birdie told me, it wasn't Twitter, but a little birdie told me that you were, and you might still be a baller, shot caller. I don't know if you're a brawler or maybe you are. But tell me what's going on. Oh, basketball, you're a hoopster? I mean, let me just say, who won? I have a few guesses as to who might have said that. Two, I challenge whoever it is who said it. And three, <laughs> you know, the left-hand three-pointer, it's, you know, it's pretty powerful. I'm not going to lie. So, that's not, you know, I still got to listen. I will go. And if my girls are asleep, sometimes I'll go outside to just, like, clear my mind and I just will listen to some gangster some music of some sort and like get in my zone and just shoot and I'm like everyone's driving me crazy I'm just gonna go shoot and I'm gonna pretend like I'm like still in college high school all of that but I did I've always been someone who just looked at everything as a challenge and I I try to maintain that mindset so much because it's either when things don't go your way in life. You either look at things as like, I'm going to go over that and I'm going to hurdle over that, or I'm going to go up that massive mountain to get to the other side, or I'm going to just lay down in front of it and I'm just going to sulk in my misery. And I, 
refuse to be that human. I refuse because I've overcome enough and have the foundation built inside me to know I'm not doing that. But that said, it's okay if you want to take an hour or two, two weeks, whatever to breathe before you jump over that mountain, right? Before you try to tackle it. And I think that's so important to know it's okay to breathe a little bit first. So I went on topic. So I did. So a challenge I that was brought to me when I was at Ole Miss. Granted, I'm five six. Let's just throw that one out there, okay? And I'm not the typical ball or girl that you would think. So people are, you know, I've been told, you sound like a valley girl and all things. I'm like, listen, when my mom put me in a cheerleading outfit when I was in third grade, I turned around and crossed my arms and sat down and watched the boys play football because I refused to cheer when I could have played, but I couldn't have played. They were all boys, but I wanted to go play. So I challenged my parents too, of course, but I was brought this challenge to my attention when I was in my freshman year at Ole Miss and I went to Ole Miss not knowing a soul, wanted just to kind of start fresh and a challenge again of like, let's just go meet new people. So I did and there was this girl named Maggie who was in my dorm and she would always be going back and forth to the gym. And I was like, where are you going? One day I just asked her, she went out to ball with her and I said, where are you going? She said, I'm going to scrimmage with the, with the Ole Miss players. And I said, she goes, we want to go, do you play? And I said, mm, I play, but I'm not going. And so after like six months, she would not stop pestering me. I said, fine, I'll go. So I go to play. I had the best time ever. And I was like, okay, I'm a little bit out of shape because I haven't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in high school anymore. <laughs> Even though we're a little bit into college, you know how college is, especially SEC. So, uh, you know, I've been partying a bit. I'm not really paying attention to my, uh, to my athletic abilities these days, but I just jumped in and I was like, I can hang a bit. And so not great, but I can shoot, you know, I can, I can do what I know how to do best. And so I, I decided to walk on my sophomore year, not knowing, you know, I thought, okay, what's going to happen. And it's kind of the same with like, let's go to the cold calling, right? What's going to happen. They're going to hang up with you. Right. Same thing. What are they going to do? Reject me. Okay. That is what it is. And that's life. So you just move on. So I ended up making it. <laughs> Did I play eh, only if I'm, I mean against like Kentucky? Like, no, obviously that's, that's not a game that I would, they would ever put Amelia Taylor in, but was I able to say that I walked on and was able to play D1 basketball for a bit? Yeah. And that was something I like, my, I, my high school basketball coach is my mentor to this day, which is really cool. So when I called him, told him, he was like, hey, are you joking with me? He's like, I told you you had it in you. And he just would pour life into me all the time. Or he would say, he would, you know, get me in shape too, saying like, get your stuff together. Like, you're meeting me in the gym at 5 a.m. because I don't know what you're doing over there, but you're not paying attention to anything going on. So just, you know, that's where I've dropped just taking relationships like that and pour them into where I am today saying that was such a big monumental thing that he was doing, pouring into me and gearing me up to being able to challenge myself too, of saying like, you can do anything you put your mind to. And people like that who surround you, you surround yourself with those people too, or those who just want to invest in you 
it's like, God almighty, that's the people that you want to sit at the table with and continue to just pour into them, even if it's not where you can give right at that time. And I told, I was talking to Kevin Dorsey recently, and I said to him, I feel guilty because I'm in this growth process right now, and I feel like I'm getting more than I'm giving. And he said, no, 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 do not think like that. Because Amelia, when you can give, I promise you, you'll give back knowing who you are. And I thought that's the best thing that I needed to hear. I needed to hear it's okay because people genuinely care to give. Oh, that's powerful. That's a lot about about I love that. You all are you are a baller, a shot caller, and a brawler. I love that competitive spirit. I love how you tied in the power of relationships. And I saw one of your recent posts that, that uh, referred to Jim Rohn's, you're the average of the five people you spend your most time, most time with. That is absolutely awesome. Now, I'm curious. I, I know that you're furiously producing content. You're, you're out there, you're a content creating machine. And being that this is the Cold Calling Podcast, I would love to dig into your insights. What is the power that you found around creating content when it comes to sales, when it comes to cold and or warm calls? Walk me through what's been your experience, Amelia? You know, I realized when I was at Reggie recently and part of base with them, which I still see my prices, they're wonderful. But I realized taking a step back, I didn't, I never had a process I really lived by. And then I had to kind of go, okay, here's the pros and cons of having a process. Should you have one? And Rosalind Santolina, if you're listening, yes, you should. Um, she's going to process, process, process. But I also know how I operate best. And I know when I am, when I've got the core aspects of things that are like, okay, say I'm, I'm talking to someone. And I know who this individual is. I know I've already done a little bit of like, you know, the research on who this is. Look at their about section. Great. You've got two kids, me too. You're driving you crazy like mine. Just by the way, you know, having that kind of just here, let me let you go ahead and have your guard down because mine's already down. So I'm going to let you, I'm not going to have expectations. And so even with messaging people, it's a, hey, either way, cheering for you guys and your success. Let me know how I can be an advocate and be an elsewhere. And nine out of 10 times, people are like, okay, you said the either way is this whole psychology thing, right? It's the, the either way, it's fine if you want to chat or not, but I got your back. Like either way, so just know that. I have not been one of process per se until kind of, in past three months where I've tried to develop what Amelia's process is uh, pouring content out because it, if I mean, this is another retirement um, announcement. I'm going to retire because of the amount of times people have told me, <clears throat> I see you everywhere. If I had 10 bucks for every time I, ever, I heard that, maybe even five, <laughs> I'd be done. I mean, I'd be on a yacht somewhere and you wouldn't know where I was. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Am I pouring the right content into these people? And hearing when people say, Amelia, this really spoke to me, or this was something that was life-giving. That's the fuel that 
keeps the fire burning for me to produce more content. Then I will ask, I'll ask for feedback too. Hey, did this even make sense? Did this resonate? And so with the feedback, I'll just pour it into my notes section of my phone. I'll dictate a lot though. So dictation, but it's deciphering when I dictate, when I did because my phone doesn't want to understand me because I talk a lot and it says it's, um, so it's code a little bit. So I'm like, what did I say? This was a great idea. <laughs> so it, it's something that I found powerful because my, my mind will be way more creative at night than it is at midday. Midday, that's slump, you know. And so, but I'll read certain things and then I'll put it in my notes. I'll go back or I'll dictate it in my notes. And then that's just my idea to generate. That's my, you know, swipe file, if you will. Of, oh yeah, that's something that I feel like is important or, but nothing is planned when it comes to content that I create. I don't have a planner or this is the topic because what's relevant today is not going to be relevant tomorrow. We don't know what we don't know. Times could shift and change, you know, LinkedIn could break and I got to go jump to another channel and say, what's going on with LinkedIn and let's talk about it. So I can't just stay, you can't have this whole, you can have a process, but you got to learn to pivot. Wow. Wow. What, what recommendations, if, if I'm tuning in right now and in my role, my, the expectation is that I'm making 50 cold calls daily. What recommendations do you give to me? What, in addition to the calls, how else can I elevate my production, my, my productivity, my results? What, what can I do, Amelia? I know that you're a creative mind. You know, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Be super hyper curious. Curiosity is like the driver for everything because people are thinking, oh gosh, a cold call, like get out of my phone right now. I was in the middle of something like go away. Ask the right kind of questions, but not always pertaining to what you're going to solve for them, right? That what you can do. It's a, let's get on this peer to peer level of we all put our pants on the same way and we don't fall asleep with our titles. So don't say that, but know that and realize no one is superior to you other than through their title. So you say an SDR is talking to a CEO. Great. Show up as though you also have your time just as worthy as theirs. Your time is valuable just as much as theirs is. So know and write these things down to where you can see them. My time is valuable. You know, have a sticky note. Put it where you see it and you, this is just, you're constantly remembering these things. My time is valuable. And then have your go-to questions that you ask. You know, that was something that when I was selling RevOps services, realized real quick, these people were a different breed than just the salespeople <laughs> that I was typically selling to. So I found myself in the first like conversation I was having, and it was um, it was with Nate Nasarella, who I is a brilliant human. He was looking at me kind of sideways, smiling a little bit, and I stopped and I said, I think this is where you take over and you teach me something about what I don't know. And he goes, I would love to. And I said, thank you. And he goes, so what I would have said right there, and ended up, we ended up working together. We became friends. I mean, he's a buddy to this day. 
because I simply stepped back and said, I don't know what I don't know. So when you don't know something, say you're an AE though, you don't know something on a call, it's okay to say, I don't know. And pride is the enemy, ego's the enemy. Drop that on the floor right now. All of you listening, drop it. It is never going to be beneficial for you and your gains and your growth. And knowing that, knowing that your time's valuable, knowing that there's questions that really are going to psychologically be drivers in producing the revenue through that relationship you're trying to produce, that's going to be the big game changer. Get a list of 10, like go-to questions when you don't know what you don't know. And then really lean into that EQ. You don't always have to just lean on that IQ of like knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. There's a whole lot of knowledge when it comes to that EQ of knowing how to read the room. Wow, that emotional quotient. And I love how you talked about the power of probing. You don't know what you don't know. So curiosity might have killed the cat, but that's the key to having success in sales and lead generation. Oh my goodness. Now you you dropped a lot of nuggets there. I was listening. You talked about the power of feedback. When it comes to your content, what's been the best feedback that you've received? And I'm going to stack. I'm going to do two questions. I, I want to know the best feedback that you received and what has been the most impactful content that you put out where you've had people say, wow, that really resonated with me. So you shared something with me when I came to you, and this is not just because I'm talking to you, but I've heard this a few times, and I think I shared this with you too, that Amelia, you need to focus. And because I'll go here, 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 and we're, we know this. Look, look at this. I'm focused. We don't know where we're going in life, and we don't know where we're going to be when we grow up. Clearly, we don't know. But guess what? Oh, whoa, what is that? Look at the confetti. Do you see that? Wow. <laughs> Zoom note, whatever. Thank you, Monster Connect. Shout out to the confetti. <laughs> no, we don't know. If we are like, the thing is, I don't remember your question right now either because I didn't stay focused. So say it again because <laughs> confetti threw me off. <laughs> it's all good. The The first one is what's been the best feedback that you've gotten? Now, you said focus. Has there been any other feedback you've gotten around your content? Yes. So the content being geared towards those that I'm going to really impact in the future. So that's something that someone shared with me. They were like, okay. If you're talking about things that everyone else is talking about, this isn't going to be beneficial in the long run. So this is something shared to me a long time ago because I was going with what everyone else was saying, but my own rendition, kind of like playbooks. Everybody's got one, but everybody really has just bounced everyone's ideas off their own and called it, you know, their own little playbook. But really, you got everyone else's one pager in there and you just bind it together. So bound, bind it, whatever. So, um, but I took that to heart of thinking I need to go and invest in other people too. And the feedback that I've gotten in a positive way is that thank you for being you because it, that helps me realize I can be me. And I've been doors too to people saying, you know, leaders saying, hey, can you come help my reps just like start? And there's nothing I can do 
to go and literally physically make your reps go and start posting. But I, I found myself starting to produce content because I've been, I've loved to write since I was younger. So I've got these notebooks full in my garage right now from probably seventh grade on where I would just write at night and it's, you know, I'll go back sometimes and I'll just kind of flip something open. I'm like, dang, really? You were smart in ninth grade. Like you're making bad decisions, but like, whoa, powerful little like choice of words there. And those are idea generation things for me too, with seeing, okay, I knew something then that I forgot. It's been in the back of my mind, but the noise of everything going on around me has distracted me from what it is at the core that I know, that I knew in ninth grade, 10th grade, whatever. Um, But sharing things that have been personal too, personal stories, growing failures, share your failures, people. Like people want to know not everything's like all these roses and stuff, which I don't like roses to begin with. So then like, I'll take hydrangeas all day, Southern Southern thing, but It's not roses out there. Nothing is. And we know this. So go against what everyone else is doing. Look at and read a piece of content and think, hmm, here's their perspective. But what's my perspective? And then bounce that off into whatever your, you know, whatever channel you're producing your content in and come up with your own way of thinking. Like you are you and there's no better you than you. Dr. Seuss right there. So there is no better you than you. So do not, we don't know who we are when we grow up, right? Like we're still, we're still kids over here. You don't know what can happen when you just show up as you. So when I started to do content, like I was saying, it was where I was in this rock and hard place. My kids and I were going to be under a bridge or under a roof and through a messy divorce and this kind of personal stuff, but it's my story. And so it was, I had to decide, I'm going to either just be humble and ask for feedback, which was a big thing too, of like, does this make sense? And so I would go to people way above where I was in life. Cause I didn't even know what the acronym SDR was when I started. I did not know. I jumped into a role and I was like, what does this mean? I mean, I didn't know, but I knew if I did not produce the numbers and I did not humble myself. I did not ask people what the right way to do things was and show up where people were living already. Those that I was trying to get meetings with, then I wasn't really being the core of who like Amelia is, which is big and loud and da, 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 you know, and I, I'm loud and I know that. And so I know if I don't show up loud, I'm not being me. That's right. so I, cha- I challenge everyone, just be you. Show up. I don't care what you produce. You might get two likes on that thing, but bravo, could have been zero. And then you might get three the next day. You might get four. But don't look at everyone else thinking you have to go and do what everyone else is doing. Because I started with not knowing a single thing about one little tiny thing when it came to producing content. Do I know the algorithm? Absolutely not. But do I know if I show up as me? People will resonate because those are in my corner. Those people are in my corner. 100%. Yeah, that, that's powerful right there. The power of authenticity, being you, truly you. 
Oh, showing up, getting started. I love it. Now, you mentioned KD. I saw KD a few weeks ago in Austin at the uh, Untap Your Self-Potential Retreat by Ian Cognac. You mentioned when we were chatting, Scott Lease. Uh, last week's episode, we had the great Lori Richardson, and she Hi. talked about Lori is amazing. We talked about the power of mentorship. So I'm curious, who have who have your mentors been? Who's had the most impact on where you are today and your success? I love, love, love this question. So when I did my post the other day about what you referred to uh, with the people that you surround yourself with, I tagged some people in there that were the catalyst in my growth. And those people, because someone asked me that not long ago, who are the catalysts in your growth and who have gotten you? And I thought, well, the people I've surrounded myself with, and, or they asked, what is, what has been the catalyst? So I thought, okay, well, the people, and it, it, it was easy to just roll off the time, the people that I was surrounding myself with, because it is so true. And so Leslie Vanessa has been a pillar for me in every way, shape and form, because that girl, she will tell you how it is. And she'll tell me, Amelia, if you don't stop overthinking about this, you were going to literally burn yourself to the ground. Like you are overthinking. And she will tell me because she knows me enough to know this is the way that you are. And you need more of like a slap on the butt, go get him tiger opposed to come to Jesus in the corner. Let's talk about it quietly. The knowing how to mentor people is so huge, right? And I'm sure that, you know, that was tapped into so she knows like, hey, I'm going to shove you and you're going to go and I'm going to give you a pep talk and I might take a swing and you're going to like, you're going to dodge it, but you're going to learn because I've been in, I've been where, where you're at, where you're trying to build and not knowing how to do it, but you're being, you're not being proactive. You're just being a little bit reactive right now. Like take a step back, think of it in this way. So Leslie Vanessa has been someone who has been massively um, just a advocate for me, poured into me, checks in on me, and Alexis Scott being another one who she has been someone who has grown alongside me. And we became friends literally because one day we both commented on something on someone's post. Uh, and I reached out to her, she reached out to me, one of the two. And we were like, hey, we're both in all the same places. We should be friends. And let's chat. We jump on his name. It was like an hour and a half. Couldn't stop talking. And we were like, oh my gosh, we are one in the same in a lot of ways, but we're very different too. And I mean, she called me last night. Like, Did you see my lights? <laughs> <laughs> you, you broke the internet. It's it's electric. You you <laughs> gave your own joke. I, I like that, Amelia. You Where's my Joel? I got my Joel book right around here. My girls, I think, were coloring in it the other day. So I just spiced it up a little bit. So we got some extra cool energy going on in that book. But I, there's people, but those are two women who have poured into me. So then there's people, um, Ravi, um, how in the world do you say his last name? Because I never, Ravi, um, Rish, how do you say it? Ooh, I, I, he talks I like this. line on here. Robbie, Robbie, he talks like this. Robbie, you know who you are. Um, uh, Robbie Rajani. Yes. I will butcher his name through and through, and he knows it. And he's, well, I'm going to send this to him later. When this goes out, I'm going to send it, and he's going to laugh because he knows he can't say it. So, Robbie, 
our friend, love to try to talk like him. He has been amazing. I was supposed to jump on his podcast the day that Reggie and I parted ways. And so I called him and I said, I don't think I could do this because I don't know what you're going to put is where I work in my title or anything. And I was like, oh, I don't know what happens next. Because, and he goes, okay, so let's take a step back. What are you going to do with this time you have now? And I was like, I don't know, maybe cry for two hours and figure out what's next. And he was like, good. He's like, put a time limit on it. And then you get your butt outside, go for a walk and go and put your phone down and think about what you want to do with this like precious time you've been given for a few months of like, okay, I have stability right now to figure out what I can do next. And that's a gift. And he's like, you got to think of things in this positive way. I mean, he's good, good, good people. And, you know, I could rattle off a million people right now, right? Like I could, not a million, a handful, because I'd rather have a smaller circle than not. Because I think those are the people who just know you to your core. And he has been someone who asked me recently for feedback on something. And I thought that is so awesome because I have admired the way that he storytells, the way that he has, um, the way he presents himself in ways, you know, I want to do that, but it's not my strength. So knowing so, I've asked him for feedback, going back to the feedback part of does this resonate or not? And he'll give me straight up feedback. So he asked me for straight up feedback recently, knowing I would be myself and tell him. And we had this like hour and a half brainstorming little session of like, what about this idea? What about this idea? And it was neat to see the progression of me going from not knowing what I was doing, talking to him, reaching out to him at one point in life through some community saying, I want to be you one day because I love what you're doing. I want to be me in girl form doing what you're doing because I want to one day go and help others. You and I talked about it too. Can't help everyone. We're not helping anyone if we're helping all. So nailing down who it is that I help and funnel focusing, another LLJ phrase right there. Let's funnel to make our impact. Let's LLJ it again. And knowing where I'm going to draw that impact. I mean, those are conversations I have with him they came back full circle where he's asking me things. And I'm like, who am I to be giving you any kind of feedback? But he thought highly enough about me because I put everything down to say, can you help me figure out things? Like, does this make sense? I'm trying to learn and grow. And he's, of course, my friend. And it's so cool to see how that works. Wow, Amelia, shout outs. Hashtag Leslie, hashtag Alexis, hashtag Robbie. And I love what you said that Leslie is able to give you advice because she knows you. I got to give a shout out to Sam McKenna. Hashtag show me that you know me. I absolutely love it. I slept in the, her long sleeve t-shirt last night that they sent me one time, her and her precious team, for just being in their corner. And I thought those are the people that you want. And they just handwritten note. This t-shirt and something else, whatever. I thought, you know, it was just because I show up for them because I believe in who they are. And hashtag show me, you know me. It's trademark, y'all. Y'all can't steal that, okay? Let everyone know. But I got you, Sam. So it's so, but that is the power right there. And she nailed it from the very beginning. You show them, you know them. 
And then I'll take it a step further. Show me you know him, but show him that you're human too. And that you can be a peer to them, not just seller buyer kind of relationship. And it can go past the sale. That's, That's right. The, the, human, the human element. I love that. So powerful. And that's the way things are going to go and will go if people really want to succeed in sales. And I am a firm believer in this and I'm claiming this is my truth. Like I said before, my child keeps doing this. I wondered where she got it from, but I'm doing it right now. So now I know <laughs> she's claiming things as just gospel and truth. But if people do, if sellers do not start thinking a little bit more like really good marketers and having that or and CS, right? Having that longevity of that relationship and checking in with people and saying, hey, how's it going? Like, what's going on with you? I heard like or I saw your post, you're move, you're moving soon or whatever. You just moved or the baby, whatever it is. Check up on people and just say, hey, it is more appreciative like people feel that and they're like what this doesn't happen all the time and if we i mean it's something that's been so just easy for me to do because it's who i am but that's the eq side that i i've always i call it my street smarts just from being from atlanta so i say (laughs) i'm like oh my street smarts over here growing up in the a suburbs of atlanta but still (laughs) growing up in the a my street smarts have taught me that I don't need to know everything to be able to have the revenue driven and the relationships formed and the people in my corner that I want in my corner who are cheering for me and vice versa to be able to get to where I want to go because the the stepping stones are you don't know. So go one step at a time, not the whole staircase, can't jump from the bottom of the stairs to the top. Hate to break it to everyone, you can't. I've tried a whole lot. Like I have tried the amount of times I've gone down the stairs, full face plant down the stairs, right? Not physically, you know, but, you know, hypothetically speaking. But from trying to do everything at once, you can't do it. So just when it comes to content, when it comes to relationship building, when it comes to how do I approach someone in a community? How do I approach somebody who's, I feel as though it's a whole nother level than I am. You just do it. You take that next best step and you do it. And then you say, if it fails completely, ask for the feedback. Hey, listen, I butchered this. What what would I, what could I have done better? Because I'm really trying to learn and grow. So humble yourself enough to ask for that feedback when you do fall on your face because everybody's going to. And if you say you haven't, you're a liar. So. Uh. I love it. Revenue relationships. I'm going to do spill the tea part two. I did a little digging. I understand there's another R, real estate. You you sold luxury real estate in the Keys? I did. And, you know, I would go and form these. Okay, so back to relationships. I would form these great relationships with these people. They were just, I don't know where their money came from, but they just had a whole lot of it. They had all these investment properties. So I would say, hey, can I go pretend like your house is mine for the day? Because they'll be living somewhere else, right? And that's just an investment property they have. And I would just go work in these beautiful homes and having literally having pinching pennies. Also working at my girls' preschool at the time after messy divorce stuff and figuring out what to do. 
thinking, I've got this much to my name. How am I going to feed my kids tonight and get gas in my car and have groceries for the rest of things like that, where you're like, you're going to figure it out. And so I was like, well, people are going to be the driving force behind all this. When I have these relationships, then when you, I would sit in these homes and I would work because the people would be like, yeah, go pretend like it's yours. Like amazing. But then you hear the ocean. It was like, okay, I can do hard things, right? Going back to this, what the childlike mentality, I can do hard things. And I would sit there and just really think, okay, what is my next best step? Because I don't have a choice but to move. You can't, I mean, inaction, still inaction, through and through. So when you choose inaction, like you are choosing mediocrity. mediocrity. And I, I can't. I cannot do that for myself. And I cannot do that for my children. And I cannot do that for my overall growth. And knowing so, if I wanted to level up, I had to go build these relationships. And it was it's a natural thing for me to just be like, hey, you know, you, you too, we'll talk to anybody. And people have to pull me away sometimes, like quit talking. But I, people are everything when it comes to how you're going to grow. So there would be people who I would meet and they would say to me, these just, you know, little bits of wisdom here and there and whatnot. And it's like, whoa, I didn't realize that you thought highly of me enough, even though I'm just trying to dip myself into this this pool of what I don't really know, but I'm going to try by joining the top team in this real estate, uh, this real estate group, because I looked, I said, okay, who's the person who's like making the biggest moves because I need a little bit of money right now. So what's going to happen is that their sales, I'm going to get a pinch of that. If I help and say, I'll do your admin work, even though that's the probably wasn't right half the time because I hate it so much, but the best salespeople hate it, right? The best salespeople, worst admins. So I realized if I join forces like that, opportunities open up. And I was able to go and kind of figure out myself by developing the relationships, by being able to be in this group with these other agents who were performing really well, who I'm just riding their wave a little bit until I can get on my feet and then go meet these people who have these homes that I'm like, I'm going to go play house here. But they're also these like brilliant minds who wanted to help me level up by saying like, well, have you tried this? Have you done this before? Like, you know, things that were really cool. So all said, people first, y'all, people, 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 pour into people, ask for feedback and grow with people, like grow alongside them, learn from them, ask the questions develop who you want to be in life and take a step back and say like, who am I? What do I solve for? What is my superpower? Where, where do I fall short? And then go be friends with Larry because like he will tell you to funnel focus and you need to have that hashtag impact. Okay. So hashtag impact, Larry should do. That, that's amazing. Amelia, before we wrap, I got to know what's your number one piece of advice around cold calling for the cold callers that are out there what's your best advice do not go in with an agenda do not go in with this there is an agenda right but when you don't go in with this agenda there's an agenda to book the meeting but people can sense they can feel it over the phone when you're desperate or not yeah. quit being desperate get ahead at the beginning of the month by simply being yourself and Hashtag show me, know me. It's trademarked. Uh, 
So do not show up with this desperation. Do not show up with saying, I will say, do not say the 20 second, 27 second thing. I hate it with all my heart. Don't do it. Personal take. But the best thing that has worked for me when I've cold called is saying, hey, so-and-so, listen, I've got, a, I've got an idea for you. Can I run it by you? And it is not the traditional way to cold call, but it has been something that has helped me so much because they're like, what you got? Like, okay. And then I just kind of roll with it. I'm like, so I was thinking based off the role that you just jumped into. So I was just helping someone else do this. So then you got to, then that's where that EQ, IQ, got to mash them together. Ready? You know, let's do this. I saw this because I did my research. Um, don't say that, but did my research. I know this. So therefore, I've helped them and been in engagements with a few people on your team. Also, tested out the website. And there's a few things going on here. What if we did this? But also shifting it. What if we didn't do this too? So having it like, if there is pushback, one of the big things that has helped me is saying like, well, what happens if we don't do something that's going to help you guys in this specific category, right? Like, what if you don't have the data you need? You know, what happens going into Q1? And so that's the mentality, you know, knowing that's the EQ right there. That's the street, that's the ATL street smarts. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start that as the, that's my company, new company name, uh, ATL street smarts. <laughs> that is powerful right there. Oh, be yourself. Scrap the agenda. Hey, I've got an idea for you. Do your research. Oh, Amelia, that, that is an amazing way. To, to wrap this episode of the Cold Calling Podcast. I cannot thank you enough. Let's give a warm round of applause. Thank and you. I encourage each and every one of you tuning in. Join us next Wednesday, November the 15th. Same bad place, same bad time. One o'clock Eastern, uh, 10 o'clock Pacific. Oh, our next guest, yeah. we got the fireworks. This is going to be a mystery guest. We don't know who, who we're going to show you on the 15th, but we expect you to be there. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wishing you all the best and continued success. We can't wait to see your bright future ahead. Right back at you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye now. Bye.